LA, LA certainly has its quirks. It has some things to get used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I've been here eight months now, and it's been like pretty easy, like surprisingly easy. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, I think. I, what was the biggest difference, like from the transition period? Oh shit! I mean, okay. <laughs> boring answer. All right. Positive. Boring answer is obviously the weather. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's like super overcast today. I'm feeling kind of at home. Um, Weather's lovely. Uh, the people I work with are like some of the nicest people I've ever met. And I think that has a lot to do with them being American. Mm-hmm. Um, I find typically with American people, they're just super positive and outgoing. That was a culture shock. I'm, I'm quite an introverted person. Uh, yeah, I spend a lot well. of time inside behind my computer animating. Mm-hmm. So um, to be kind of thrown into that environment was certainly... Uh, a weird scenario but um i think i think like the main the main thing it's um has been is this kind of i don't have you been to la before no i have not that's the thing so i had the furthest i've been out to was the midwest so maybe um nevada for sure that's that's going to be the closest i've been to the west coast sure i think i think this is more kind of like um a big city kind of uh problem but there's a real lack of community Mm-hmm. I like England. Everything's super close together, and the towns are like typically small. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from London, obviously, well, I'm not from London, mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm used to kind of being brought up in this like small community where people like know each other, and uh, yeah, they kind of haven't got that quite yet. But um, yeah, it but might I'm, be a cluster. I'm having a really great time. That's good though. No, I mean because you um, when you moved in general, that was when you uh, got the job for Felix Records by, you know, congratulations on that. That's probably Thank you. one of your most significant um, uh, parts of your life at the moment. Um, was it an easy decision to make that when you, when they reached out to you? Um, uh, yes and no. Like, uh, you know, obviously the first thing that comes to your head is like, shit, that's such a cool opportunity. But there's, there's a lot of uh, realities that come with, uh, not to get too deep, right at the beginning of the podcast there's a lot of realities that come with that it's obviously a huge life change and there's a lot of sacrifice you have to make but Mm -hmm. um i felt like it's just it's something you like have to do and i've i've loved fearless for like so long and i'm sure um you know some people watching this they obviously know who fearless are Mm -hmm. if they know who dances um Mm -hmm. it's that kind of like same pool and uh yeah i just i just had to had to do it i think i think the the opportunity of just moving to a new country was like just enticing enough that's cool. And California isn't hasn't been the only place in the states you've been. Like, have you been on the East Coast and such? Um, I've I've actually been to every state. Oh, that's sick! I'm, yeah, and you're not even American, and I came and get to every state. That's awesome. <laughs> that's the reaction I get. Yeah. yeah. I uh, a few years ago, it was like a very small independent project. Me and some uh, a couple friends that I worked with, um, they owned like a hot air balloon marketing company. Mm-hmm. And we basically set ourselves a challenge of going to every state in America and flying a hot air balloon to set a world record. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took us two months of like touring around the country, um, kind of uh, like navigating the different wind patterns and whatever. And uh, we did it. It took two months, but we, we set the world record for the uh, first people to fly a hot air balloon. That's place. pretty sweet. There's so many records out there. I can't keep track of them, but I know that's something that's probably going to be a record for quite some time. Like, I've I never... fucking hope so, because it was a yeah. lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think anybody's going to put in the time to do that. That's incredible. Like, they have... Like... the whole time, like, what if, like, a month after we set this, someone just goes and beats us? Like... <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed. I know there was um, uh, those, uh, those guys on YouTube. They did a lot of the sports... Uh, Guinness World Records, those one-shot guys. So that 
that those are like the guys that have been doing it for a while. And they're just like, we're just going to break every single record that hasn't been actually attempted in for the past 10 years. And then they just go break all of them. Like, look at all these, all these <laughs> records. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad people could take that opportunity. Um, and when you were in the UK, like back in you, school, just quickly, yeah, back go in ahead. School, did you have the Guinness world of uh, book of world records? Oh, uh, I know the library did. Yeah, every, I was always checking it out though. Like they had some of the strangest, they had some of the strangest records that I just don't. I can't remember any of them for what they were, but they were they were definitely bizarre. Some of them, and some of them were like you know the generic ones, like how long can you hold your or the longest you, you can hold your breath, or you know I, I usually Dude, look at the There were way weirder ones than that. They were like, oh, I know. Um, I know the ones that always like gross me out were like longest nails, and they were oh, like, a full page right. dedicated to this like curled nail. <laughs> it took up the whole page it's like this is Pretty actually much, the yeah it, it felt like it took up the whole page it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. and that person like has that forever now long as hair and they know what they're doing too it's not like they just you know they're oblivious to it they said hey I, you know if i haven't cut my nails and let's say like yeah. since i was five years old i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> why not <laughs> jesus um yeah what a crazy transition though um and i'm glad that you were able to decide that um and take advantage of it um and it's cr- it's crazy because you talking about the community with the uk and that music industry um you like you had to have been in that scene like of your interest in music for so long that you like had like you decide hey i'm gonna possibly um correlate my art with um, musicians within the UK like is that how you kind of brought that about or um, how that happened actually like honestly this all kind of fell together like it it was such a weird time so okay I was in my last year of university and uh me and some buddies had set up like a little video production company and um and it, it was very it was very corporate and it was it was a really good time but I I was yearning for something more creative, and there's there's this band called A Lot Like Birds, mm, I love them, and yeah. uh, they they're kind of like associated with Dance Come and Dance. Um, they uh, they were doing a competition for fans to make a music video, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was at the end of my university course, and I had all this time ahead of me. And I was like, fuck, I really want to do something, but I I don't know how I could do it. And at that point, I hadn't actually touched animation. And I decided, like, right, I'm going to learn this piece of software. It's called Adobe After Effects. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make a lyric video. Because at that time, lyric videos were, like, the thing. Yes, like, they were. I had a lyric video. Uh, it was I, the I was, art. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up, I ended up, I remember I made, like, the first kind of 10 seconds of this video. And I sent it to their guitarist, Mikey, by uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and he said, like, dude, if you finish this, I guarantee you will win it. And that was, like, enough motivation for me. I was like, dude, I fucking love this band. The idea of, like, being able to make something for them. But I'm going to do this. And I think it took me, like, a month or two months of just work- working on this video. It's for um, a song called Think Dirty Out Loud. Mm-hmm. And it won the competition. And uh, off the back of that, I just started to kind of slowly get work, um, mostly in America. So I, I haven't really... I haven't really touched the UK. I haven't worked with many UK bands, mm-hmm. which is a surreal thing to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the same way, like, I've, I've worked with you and your band, Poeta, and, again, you're American. You heard uh, through me from word of mouth of kind of just associates in that kind of little realm of uh, 
music, like bands. Um, yeah, everything you collaborated on was uh, mostly American. And the mutual friend that we had, you also worked, uh, Bruce Wagner, he was our producer at the time. Um, he and his older band, The Weekend Riot, they had a music video directed by you. And when we went to the studio, he kind of, I just asked him, because I was already searching after I took my drum tracks, I was just searching for content creators. And he's like, so do you have anybody in mind? He's like, yeah, I got this guy, John. He's actually really good. So hit him up. I was like, for sure. And you you got back to me within a matter of hours. And like, this music's great. Yeah, for sure. We'll work together. I was like, sweet. And those are still our logos. And yeah, album cover looks I, great, dude. Yeah. I remember Super that, rad. Yeah. Like, it's, it's funny. I was saying to you earlier, like, we've been internet buddies for like a little while now. Like, <laughs> quite a few years. And this is the first time we're actually meeting face to face so like, i love I'm, it i'm stoked to like see you dude yeah i appreciate you coming on man i appreciate you taking the time to do this um it's it's we I'm, we would I'm always so send in we would sit huh what i'm fucking jealous of your beard <laughs> it's gonna come out a little bit longer the so whole thing. i can uh i can uh send you over like a wig worth of my beard if that you would need be to weird, but you know okay, what i mean yeah. i don't know i don't know you never know what's gonna happen in the later years um What's it called? So you, you did that, and it was funny because um, that you were already picked up with DGD at the time, Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, for if people don't know, you've worked with Dance Gavin Dance for quite some time. Um, I know you were directing a lot of their lyric videos as well as uh, now you're starting to get more involved with their album cover artwork because they use Mattis uh, previously for their album covers. Did you start doing their album covers first, or how did how did that start with that relationship? Um, so Mateus is actually he he is the album cover guy. Mateus, so yeah. he he has always done uh, their album covers. The 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 new one looks slightly different, I know, because the band uh, requested the art to be in uh, black and white, mm-hmm. and they were going to color it in themselves afterwards. So the the I know that it looks a little different. It's definitely his style, but the colors are certainly more popping than like some of the previous albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so so. Uh, Mateus is the the dude that does their own artwork, and then in the past, I've typically used his style as an influence to um, to kind of shape the way the music videos looked. Because you know, for the sake of like not to get boring, but like marketing branding, mm-hmm. it's like you want it to be kind of like in line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it just sure. so happened it's it's a style that I f- I feel. Uh, I don't think I emulate it perfectly. I think I, ha- I put my own little twist on it, but it's a style that I kind of feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would freaking love to do uh, a DGD album artwork, but I also kind of, I don't know if I'd want to take away the the legacy of Mateus uh, so far doing doing every single one. Yeah. I know at one point there, they, there was a consideration to not use Mateus. It's for acceptance speech. Mm. Um, and they were going to go a very different route, and I'm, I'm really glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah, because everything looks great on there, and they're one of the bands that have stuck with their content creator with over the years. Because um, I've, I obviously your your videos have been really well produced, and on your YouTube channel um, on Jana Howe Media, they you actually have um, a speed run of you working on all of those music videos and direct them and such, which they do. They look fantastic. I mean, it's thank you, man. It, I really appreciate that. I don't know how you have the patience for that. It just looks so tedious doing all the little things. When I start watching, I'm like, man, that guy's got a lot of detail in there. Like, it's so fucking cool. Like, you know, that's, that's Dude, pretty I rad. don't know how I have the patience either. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to like, uh, they're like my fate. They're my favorite band. So I have this like drive. Well, I, with any client I work with, I always, I always put my, full into it but mm-hmm. i remember the first time i got to work for those i had this 
huge drive to like put all my all the effort I could into it and um unfortunately that takes that does take a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, I know the last video I did for them son of robot I was working for fearless records at the time during the week so I only had the weekends to to work on this video mm. and it took me eight months of working Saturday and Sunday as well as Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday on, on fearless stuff and uh it freaking killed me it I'm sure it, it did. So, it was so hard, but um, you're probably drained. Yeah, no, you're probably drained. But that's the passion, though. I mean, like that's that's what people thrive to do, man. Like if you love to do it, um, you're. I was talking to my um, founder of my record label, CI Records, Jeremy. You know, the stress that we have is good stress, man. Like it's just you, you. You're doing something you love. You're doing every day. So sometimes the stress can't be as bad as it would be if you were, you know, doing like one of the normal cashier or I don't know, one of the normal jobs out there. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you must find that yourself as a, as an artist, you know, writing music, like it's not always easy. It does take time and patience to get it kind of, you know, perfect how you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the writer's block, dude, I mean, that can really set you back for a week or so when you're trying to be creative with um, whether it's your new music and you don't want it to sound like your older albums that you've released or you're just trying to be experimental or progressive. Like it depends on your genre, but the writer's block can definitely take a you know it could take it could put you in a back seat for a little bit because you're like what how do i not have the i like and you think of these ideas but you can't put them out into a recording or a scratch track so yeah Yeah. but but at the end result i mean it's totally worth it um when when's the last time you experienced writer's block and like how did you get out of it oh um uh, the last time i experienced it was probably when we had singles that we were working on that we're actually rewriting uh, after Warped in 2017 when we were on that tour. Um, the problem was we had a couple songs that uh, just we had no problem getting together and writing them. It just took in a matter of two, three weeks with scratching them. And then mm-hmm. by the time we got to the studio, I think there was a song that it didn't, the, my um, percussion didn't really match well with the chorus and we were trying so many different things. And it took me a couple hours to sit back and work on it while Kevin was working on his vocals. And unfortunately, we're never going to release those tracks. We're actually rewriting them now, but because um, they're going to be um, they're going to be coming out hopefully soon uh, throughout May and the rest of the summer. Um, but yeah, it's just you have to kind of just walk away from it for a little bit. That's what I usually do. If I really have a tough problem trying to um, write something that I can't get out of my head or or can't resolve that. Uh, problem. I just walk away from it, take some time, get distracted, and come back and see what I can do. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Sim- similar question. How do you know when to stop? You say you're rewriting it. Like, how do you know when like something's complete? Um. Hmm. Well, when. <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's a tricky question because it's really never complete. Um, because you you basically finish the song and then you come up with ideas later. Like, oh, I want to add this. Oh, I want to add that. Right before you go into the studio. That's what we've been doing too. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it doesn't really stop. I mean, it's just, you, you keep adding to it, you keep growing to it, you keep changing parts. And then once, once I take it to the studio, that is when it's finally complete. When we have okay. what we're going to the studio with. So I mean, at that point you don't really have a choice, right? It's like, it's recorded. There's nothing you can do. Yep. We're, <laughs> we're moving on to the next song if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, what is your favorite DD, DGD album, uh, art from audio addiction media? What's up, Brandon? What's my favorite art? From DGD's album art, yeah. No pressure um, at all honestly, whatsoever. 
honestly, Afterburner is sick. It is really sick. The dude. first time I saw that, I was like, "Geez, they nailed this." Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I think yeah, I think that I think that's it. I just I I love I I mean I mentioned earlier I love what they're doing with the colors. Mm-hmm. I think it really pops. I I love the little Minotaur character who seems to be he. I think he is like being coined as Gavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, okay. So before that, probably, probably happiness. Okay. I yeah. Ha- I think happiness is like a really cute little doodle, yeah. and I love how I love how uh, how connected people are to the little guy in the boat. They seem to love that guy. <laughs> he's, he's just a, cool a good little. Uh, he's a little good uh, protagonist. You know, everybody just wants to follow him around and stuff. Um, he is cute. He is a cute guy. I personally love Mothership. I think it's because oh, it's a biased it's a biased answer because when we were on tour in 2017 they were on tour and they set up their stage as you know the album art with Mothership because it started getting a lot of attention which yeah. I was like God the colors just really pop man like I could I could dig that shit for a while. It's um, so iconic. I think I think yeah visually that is probably going to be their most iconic. It's just the, the colors contrast each other really nicely and yeah it's mm-hmm. a sick album. Art. Yeah and they just keep you know, pushing I, I music. Hate so much he can just have you ever seen him draw? Not, um, no, no, but I just followed him recently. I knew that he was the artist for them. I just didn't know if he did all of his album artwork, but yeah, yeah. he, he can just sit down and not have an idea and just in one sitting without any errors, make these amazing pieces of art. And I'm like, dude, how do you do that? (laughs) I don't know. How How is that like a thing? Like the amount of times I have to like erase and he's, and he's doing it all with fountain pen. He's not even doing it digitally. So he's, Mm -hmm. he's sick. Mm-hmm. he's really cool yeah i remember um i remember watching your videos too because it was just one of those things because you started with video production as you said earlier um and you gradually worked into um doing the animations uh with um those kinds of um programs so was it strange because i personally use adobe illustrator and photoshop <laughs> every once in a while like this is like a hobby um, yeah. but did that was that difficult in transitioning over the years um, with those programs because they probably change um, drastically every once in a while so so picking up the programs to begin with was like horrible like after effects so illustrator i still don't touch illustrator i hate illustrator Ugh. it it's it feels um i'm so used to using photoshop that it just feels so backwards it feels like they intentionally made this program that's like does kind of the same thing but like the complete like opposite way and i just i i'm, I'm not a fan of illustrator yet but um after effects uh was a real learning curve um mm-hmm. the best way i describe it is after effects is like a toolbox and it's full of all these like insane tools uh but you've just got to figure out what each tool does and mm-hmm. once you just keep familiarizing yourself with this product and um the, the best way i think learning is using youtube to, uh, tutorials not for the sake of like directly copying what the person's doing but just for like familiarizing yourself with everything like how it's laid out mm-hmm. um i've freaking completely lost my point after effects i hate after effects when i started using it but i familiarized myself with it and uh i i use it every day and i freaking love it now Good. it's such a powerful tool and I, anyone who's um trying to learn it and kind of they're going up that hill like it will go downhill eventually it will get easier mm-hmm. just uh just keep cycling up that hill yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I because I like I said, I dabble in those Adobe products, um, and a lot. It takes a lot, like um, 
let me see what I actually have right here. Uh, I don't have it on this computer, but I have uh, After Effects. I have uh, Lightroom. Oh, have, like, have you ever used it? I have dabbled with it. It is, it is a, you got to wrap <laughs> your fucking head around it to understand it. But I, I get the basics. I really do. Uh, Lightroom's addicting. That's easy. Um, but it's just one of those things that Adobe has nailed some of their programs on, on the head. But I, I just there have been other programs out there. I'm sure it made it easier for you. Um, but how did you come in contact with DGD? Because I mean, that must you had that you you had um, the relationship with a lot like Bird with that competition. But I mean, mm. how, how did you um, guys build that? How did I meet them? So okay, so I, I worked for a lot like Birds, and then around that same time, a band called Stolas signed to mm. Will, Will Swan, the guitarist of Dance Come Dance, started a record label called Blue Swan Records, and Stolas were the first band that got signed to them. And I remember they put out a song called Medusa. And it blew my fucking mind. It's it was like, have, I, do you know the song? I do listen to Stolas, but I don't know the song strictly okay. now. Go, no. go back, go go and revisit that song. That it's an insane song. And, Absolutely. Um, at that time, I was kind of um, just finished a lot like Birds, and I was like trying to kind of progress. But um, so so I reached out to Stolas, and I was like, hey, I want I just want to make this video for you, like no charge. I want to prove myself. I want to do this. This seems like fun. Um, I really uh, uh, resonate with their like album artwork. It was kind of under the water, and I've always loved the ocean. So I just mm. made the lyric video for them. And um, I remember like a few months later, Dance Come and Dance were playing in my little town, my city, Plymouth mm -hmm. in, uh, in England. And I introduced myself to the band. I was like, hey, um, I'm the guy that made that Stodus video. Um, and they they really dug it and they i think in passing kind of said like oh you should do a music video for us and i kind of latched onto that i was like dude i'll totally do a music video for you and um Absolutely. it just ended it ended up happening i think it was just it was kind of just luck yeah the stars like, aligned at that ask, point yeah that that's exactly it yeah if i didn't ask at that point it, it never would have happened mm -hmm. um and yeah that's that's how it happened i i was in communication with the band Remember they sent me, um, I think it was like, an, I don't know if it was like a demo. I think it was a demo of Death of the Robot of Human Hair. And they said like, you know, how do you yeah. feel about this? And that was like one of the first like, yeah, ones, like, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the that very was first it. one. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I freaking loved it. And I, I, me and John, the uh, screamer, kind of came up with some ideas. He, he told me the themes of the song that he kind of wanted to follow. And mm -hmm. it ended up coming together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems like you have an easy collaboration with these artists. I mean, uh, with working with you and I, I mean, I dude, it was the smoothest conversation <laughs> I ever had. You know what I mean? Um, I've you. worked with a lot of people as well who were content creators. Um, back in the medical days, back in 2013, everybody was eating um, with the lyric videos, like you said, like uh, editors, uh, content creators with lyric videos. It just was flooding youtube and that was the yeah. cool thing if you had a really cool lyric video it's basically just as better if not better than a music video for some of these artists um mm -hmm. and i'm sure that you've had your um fair share of difficulties um or maybe not i don't know because with working with fearless records how does communicating with those bands um work are you talking to the artist specifically how, like how do you go about that process um it varies. It varies from project to project. It, mm -hmm. it, I mean, there's kind of there's a chain. Uh, you know, there's a group of people in Fearless, and there's people kind of like not above me, but people that kind of take care of some of the things I don't need to do. So, mm -hmm. 
I have a couple of people that kind of um, come up with what they need to post on social media. And then they just ask me, like, can you make can you make it? And then my job is to literally just be like, yeah, I'll make it. Yeah. Which is nice because I don't have to do any of the logistics. It's just the creative side. Um, oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah. So so some some projects, yeah, bands are definitely more um, kind of hands on. Uh, I know bands like um, Iceman Kills mm-hmm. are like very kind of uh, um, into their their look. They're very mm-hmm. like conscious of you know what's being put out so they will be more involved and i will end up talking more to the band yeah. but some bands are like like dance game and dance are probably one of the most laid-back bands i've ever worked with mm-hmm. um like i I'm, i remember i like i had to make a i'm not going to say which band but i had to make a little you know like the spotify canvases mm-hmm. yeah. just those eight second like little things yeah. i had more notes on a spotify canvas from one band in fearless records than i've had uh like my entire music videos for Dance Come and Dance. Get I think I have like two notes for my music videos for Dance Come and Dance. That's crazy. It's, you know what? I can kind of see that now because you throw in some subliminal messaging in some of those um, those videos. I think Son of a Robot, You, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, when they were transferring the DNA, it reminded me of Pokemon in a way. Was that yeah, on purpose? Yeah, that. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, see? I love throwing in my little... Uh, oh, my little let's go! I'm thinking I'm crazy. I'm like, this guy's definitely created with subliminal messaging. Like, it, <laughs> like, there's no way that was on uh, accident. It just reminded yeah. me of transferring, you know? I, like, totally do. I, like, had to remember, like, what did that Game Boy, like, link exchange thing look like? And I totally, like, mirrored it. Fuck, yeah. I'm I glad think... you picked up on that. I don't, I don't see a lot of people... Uh, mentioned that i was like oh maybe maybe dgd fans weren't pokemon fans i mean don't try to get me to debunk to the da vinci code but i could definitely pick out some subliminal messages like in those <laughs> in those um in those videos because it was just like you know bill had to transfer his dna i don't even know what he was he was i don't even know if he was an eevee i can't remember if anybody remembers like good for you i mean let me know in the comments or something because i can't remember um God, i miss those games I miss those games. Yeah, so that's crazy. So, because I remember um, you announcing, because we've been friends on Facebook too since you've um, worked with us, and you made an announcement that you did a lot of Under Oaths content, and I was like, oh, and then you yeah. announced that you were working with Felix, and everything just looks, I mean, it just looks fantastic. So, um, how do you get that? I mean, I know you're collaborating with those panels or uh, of, of people at Fearless, but do you? Like, do you have any rituals to to grab and reach of inspiration to find that image into your head, or is it just you? It's just it's just drop and go kind of thing. That's a that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I think I, I I'm I'm lucky. That my my favorite thing about working for Fearless is just that um, there's so many different styles. Like every band has their own style, and you're kind of uh, so. If people don't know for Fearless, I kind of take care of any kind of. Um, like social media posts like I, I i typically would cut the album art apart fill in the gaps and animate it and just bring it to life you know boost their production mm-hmm. um and i just i love working with different styles like every every day mm-hmm. um i've freaking forgotten your question is like, that did that, you do you reach out for like that kind of inspiration like do you, if you get like and i like if you get the uh like the memo for what this band wants for on a fearless records band. Like, do you kind of like take that and, and go and try to reach for inspiration relating to that specific art that they want you to create? Or is it just like a drop and go? Like you just, you're like, all right, you put it in your head and you just start creating right off the bat. Um, 
Yeah, it kind of varies. So, so typically, uh, the album artwork for the bands are taken care of by um, a handful of people. It's no, we do have a small like um, creative team inside uh, the company that owns Fearless Records that, mm-hmm. that handle and do album artwork. But typically, it's kind of outsourced. Um, so, I normally have something to like refer to. I have some like form of reference to help inspire me, and that would be this kind of pre-generated art, which I'm really grateful for because. I think if I had to come up with uh, album art, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, all the time, I can imagine myself getting creatively burned out. And I don't, I don't know how anyone can really, uh, the, the people that like, you know, I follow some amazing artists on Instagram. I don't know how they keep that flame going every day, making like cool stuff. Like I, I'm the kind of person that needs to have like a little bit of a break in between mm-hmm. uh, the larger scale projects. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm 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 lucky in the sense that like I'm kind of almost a little bit spoon fed. Like here's the album artwork. The hard part has been done. Now it's your turn to uh, to add your part of the piece and like bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of, I kind I kind of feel that. Yeah, no, it does. No, it does. I'm just curious because it's just when I um I do the same thing you do. Mostly I'll just like I'll play and I'll write and then I'll take a break from it. And then just let's let's see how it pans out. And our guitar player Anthony Dentino, dude, he could just write. I don't know how he does. It, he just writes masterpieces all the time, like just one song after the other, after the other, after the other. And they're just demos, but they're they're full um, structured songs. I'm like, okay, that's. Yeah. I guess we'll just work with this. Yeah. No, I just never. I what I usually do is I usually um, and he. And the reason why I asked that is because this is how he takes it with certain songs. He'll usually think of colors and how they contrast the sound of the song in, in itself. Um, like, especially with what we're doing for our singles, we're doing something a little bit different with the album artwork that I actually wanted to take on the responsibility of doing. And um, he, you know, it's, it's, it's dark, it's, it's aggressive. Um, so I'm just basically using two colors. Uh, like how Golden Fields was very bright and uplifting in yeah. a sense. Now we're we're still using that same color scheme with the gold, but we're just surrounding it in black to make it seem like we're about to lose that light. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we've been on a hiatus for two years, so it's, it, it was pretty dark for those two years. So we're just gonna put that on the album. Um, and it's cool. gonna come back swinging. I hope so, man. I hope people like what they uh, what we put out there. You know, it's just it's it's fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. I I love those dudes so much. Um, and it's cool because you did you work on August Burns Red album too? Um, with um, yeah, okay, cool. The re- two so recent I, I, ones with I, Guardians. I made their uh, and anything you see of their album art that's like moving in their so, in their social media posts or um, for this this new album that's just come out and uh, uh, their last album Phantom Anthem. That was mm-hmm. actually the first I think album cycle I worked for with Fearless. Mm-hmm. And I remember shitting my pants because I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like I, I I'm in with this company. Like I need to make a really good impression. Um, it's the biggest so metalcore was... band in the world right now, so no pressure. And also, yeah, August Burns Red. I, I just gotta say, August Burns Red are like the, the nicest people. They seem like, like you it. know they they really you know, do. You hear like "Don't Meet Your Heroes," like yeah, meet August Burns Red. They are fucking so nice. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's it's funny, kind of looking at how I felt on this album run, where I've been doing this for a while now, and I feel comfortable in my workplace knowing these people and like what it was like when I did the last album where I was um, just absolutely bricking my pants and everything I sent off for approval, I was like, oh shit, I hope they like this. Mm-hmm. It's just such a different time for me. 
but it's just it's just it's it's a lot of work man um it's just i guess you're just so filled up now i mean like when you said you were doing dgd but you also had the obligation for fearless you know and being burnt out man like that's just that's just so cool and i'm, I'm super stoked for you um it's just Thank one of those buddy. things i love seeing people put so much time and effort into their work and then it just comes out and starts blooming um whenever Thanks, it can, that's really sweet. i fucking i appreciate that but that's inspiring like it's funny because you know even with this podcast i've probably said it way too many times i want to stop saying this after like i think you're on the sixth episode um i just i just want people to get an education out of it or learn something from it and if and if that one person like you know if it triggers something for that one person i already did my job and yeah these are mostly my friends and colleagues so, I mean, we've been, like, talking for we, – we send each other gifts, like, over the past couple of years. And, dude, you, you have – if you're not following John on social media right now on Instagram, please follow him. He's, he, you, you post some really funny shit, man. Like, and I'm just, like, always, like, sending out my hell. Like, it's just so fucking goofy. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking love this, dude. I, I was like, really I need not. to check, get, like, a drink with you or something and just chill. I know it's going to happen one of these days or something, but um, – I, I freaking love that. Yeah, no, we're gonna like we're gonna do that. Um, yeah, especially with the quarantine. Um, and I'm, and I'm, that has not hopefully affected you at all with what's uh, going on no, right now. No, we're all all the fearless are now working from home. Um, it's it's certainly difficult to kind of. I used to work from home for years, and <laughs> uh, it like the idea, as I'm sure you're, everyone's kind of experienced now. The idea of being at home like sounds great, um, but actually after a while it kind of sucks. It gets. Mm-hmm. It gets lonely and it gets like you can't separate work from life, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's something I wouldn't mind ending soon. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out of the quarantine. I look forward um, to people like just being happy. I see a lot of people really down, and some of these people don't have the opportunities like you and I have, and it's you know it's heartbreaking. And thankfully, there's so many charities that are going out um, yeah. to support these people. I know a couple people on Facebook. They're like, ah, oh, if you don't. If you need food, I'll drive to your house, and I'm just grateful for people are like that. They're trying to, you know, keep the community together. It's so, it's, it's so good. Um, but I'm sure LA traffic is. Yeah. Sorry, carry on, mate. No, I just mean like I'm sure LA. If you have to drive anywhere, LA traffic is not what it usually is. So, you probably have an Do easier. You want to I, Please, I don't. Tell have, me. I don't have a car in LA. No shit, really. Yeah, Fuck. and and everyone everyone I've talked to when I moved here was like, if you can get by in LA without a car, like don't get a car. That's it's really the smart. Worst idea you can make. It kind of so it kind of is, yeah. I just bought a bike. I bought a bicycle, and you can get freaking anywhere. Yeah. And it's good exercise. Yeah, I haven't been to LA, so I don't know. Like Philly, if I know if I was living in Philadelphia because I'm 30 minutes out from it, I'd easily get a bike. You can literally bike anywhere to where you really need to go. I mean, yeah, it takes totally. you 15, it takes 20 minutes. A little bit extra, a bit of effort. Yeah, just a little bit. Trust me. I don't know if I'd do it from Northeast Philadelphia to Philadelphia. Uh, I'd probably take the L at that point. But oh, excuse me. I've I've never been to Philadelphia. I've I've been to every state, but I, I've we kind of only skinned the uh, the very borders so we could like dart around. If you're, I've, I've never. I've never actually been to Philadelphia. If you if if you come here, let me know. I'll uh, oh mate, I'll, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll definitely host you at the house and shit, and you can stay here for a little bit so you're not getting in a hotel. Okay. I I use I do that with my boys. I do that with We Were Sharks, uh, pop punk band from uh, Canada. What's up, my guys? They'll be on next week, I believe. Um, we're we're scheduling something now, and um, abandoned by bears. They're an easy core band from Sweden. So I I miss those dudes so much. Oh, but yeah, Philadelphia's cool. It's one of those cities that. Um, it's just historically, it's like renowned as a historical city due to, you know, one of the original 13 colonies used to be the capital basically of 
you know, like Independence Hall was basically the capital of this country at one point. Signed mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence, blah, 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 blah. Um, the only problem they have is it's just it's not the cleanest city in the world. So I mean, oh, they, dude. they really need to get their shit together. Right outside my apartment, there's like a mountain of shit. And I can't tell if it's <laughs> dog or human. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's gone white. It's just... Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, I, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> my cousin, when he first moved in with me, he... Um, in the suburbs, he we were driving just to get food or something, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you guys had mountains in the suburbs up here and where you live." And I was like, "That's actually a landfill. It's not a fucking, it's not a fucking <laughs> mountain." He's like, "You're full of shit." I was like, "I swear to God, dude. Like, sometimes you can smell it when it's muggy in the spring or summertime. It's not the best thing oh in the world." Oh my god! Yeah, no. yeah. The people who live in that area they get a check every year uh, if they if they are homeowners um, due to the inconvenience of waste management. So I mean, whatever. Um, we need to have like a trash wars between LA and fucking, oh, New York's really bad. New York is probably king of like the, I'm sorry if you live in New York city, but I just don't know how they, it's hard to clean them up. And the cleanest city I've ever been to was Toronto when I toured there with We Were Sharks. Gorgeous, gorgeous city. Like they're doing something. Why do you think that is? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, Lancaster, when we were playing shows up there, um, they have street cleaning, like, every other day or something oh. yeah or or bi-weekly first week of the month is a monday second week of the month is a wednesday i don't know they just they find it in the budget to do it but philadelphia They're has just all ocd i, I mean that's that, dude oh that's me to a team man like i'm so i mean it's either i am completely clean and organized or i'm just a filth and then i just have to like and then once it gets too bad i just completely put everything back together I, I, I was thinking, like, I wonder how many germaphobes are going to, like, be produced from this whole experience. Because, like, I, I, know, I, I was thinking the I'm same also, thing. like, now, whenever I touch something, I have to, like, wash my hands. And that's probably going to stay with me for a little while. I don't know about, like, anyone else that's currently going through this. But I, I think, like, the level in germaphobes after this is going to freaking spike. Yeah, it's, 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 it's scary. I mean, because you don't, especially if you have weak immune systems or you have people in the family that they could probably get sick from a disease like that. They're going to be yeah. all you know all the time, just washing their hands, having pruned fingers. Um, <laughs> I know this generation is going to come up, and and in Pennsylvania where I'm at now, schools closed for the rest of the year. So I mean, they're definitely the whole year. The whole year, they're they're going they're doing online all year, <laughs> like no prom, no sports oh, night, no you know field trip, no senior trip, nothing. They're done. They're going to continue online for education, and then they're going to, you know, they're going to graduate. Or whatever. Oh, so they to. still have to, okay, they still have to go to school. Just to, Correct. Yeah, they don't oh, want to. See, that was my biggest fear. Could you imagine if they actually implemented where you had to retake that year due to this pandemic? I would be pretty livid. I'm like, that's a whole year off my life. I don't know if that's a logical thing to do, but they're, they're not doing yeah. it. So that's I'd good. Be, I'd be livid, but then if, like, if I was expected to perform as well at home, than in school like i I don't know i I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people don't do very well that year right exactly i totally agree with you because some people aren't some people are hands-on learners with education Mm -hmm. and you're basically getting a a lesson through a screen where you can't physically touch or do or you know i'm seeing (laughs) these viral pranks but what they have to do from what it's looked like they have to every student has to mute their uh, microphone and the teacher only can talk. So, I mean, they're not allowed to have a conversation at all. It's just, unless I guess they raise their hand and ask a question on you. Um, Do you know who Nelka on YouTube? Who? Nelk. I don't think so. Uh, they're they're just, their channel, they've done the best kind of uh, 
Zoom uh, college pranked things I've seen so far. Check them out. <laughs> if any, anyone's listening to this, check them out. It's funny. It's I have um, TikTok when I'm addicted to that. I usually see all those pranks. They'll drop the pen and we're like, hey, Timmy, I need to borrow a pencil. And they'll just hand it up, drop it down, <laughs> go side to side. It's pretty clever, man. These kids are good. These kids TikTok are really good. TikTok has solidified my uh, insecurities of feeling old. <laughs> oh no, dude! What? Tick, like, TikTok, you're not I even just close to an old. Don't understand. Um, I'll see. Like, I, I understand compilations, but like, just the the app itself, I just I haven't been able to wrap my head around it yet. Yet. I just love how Simple Plan keeps coming up in um, my feed with the uh, transition of uh, how they are as adults, and then when they're with kids and stuff. I'm just a kid. And the final night, man. Dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> really? Oh, this it's a... It. Like, I feel my wrinkles starting to, like, set in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Simple Plan song, and they just, you know, they go back to those lyrics, and oh, they, they okay. sit on the back of, like, their dad or something from an old photograph, and then when he just... When the lyric hits, I'm just a kid, it goes right into their old picture. But it, it's so... It's, I feel like it's so easy to go viral on TikTok. I don't know. Do you I think, see a do lot you, think of, you could do it? I tried, <laughs> I tried that thick boy sound. My my golden retriever is a monster. Like he looks like a cow. God really? bless the dog. Yeah, he's got a thyroid problem. So that's the excuse we have for him. But we don't feed him people food. But he's huge. And I tried the damn boy. He's thick, motherfucker. And like <laughs> it picked up a little bit, but that's nothing too crazy. Boy. That's a thick ass boy, motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> I get more. Um, I get more of the vi- not viral, but I get more likes on my comments. Um, there was a dog barking at like a, a candle or something. I was like, must have been a sorcerer in his past life or something. And like people thought that was funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess I don't know. So I'm not the TikTok savvy person. Um, I have to take. You're some doing it though, somebody. man. That's the first thing. Like, I guess. Yeah. I, I haven't even touched it. So you're ahead of me. I touched it with fat dogs. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> at least a step forward. Um, do you do you look forward to any of these? Um, I know all these tours are being postponed and such, which is a shame with the music industry going on. But do you do you have any um, tours that you're looking forward to before this happened? Because I know DGD was going to do like a huge thing. Um, um, yeah, I I uh, was really looking tour. forward to the show. I I'd like told myself I've never stage dive before, mm. and I told myself if there's a way I could get myself on the stage, I was going to stage dive because I I wanted to save it for like something that meant something to me i absolutely so fir- what was that absolutely save it for like yeah. that moment yeah Abs- yeah 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 you don't want to yeah uh, i i crowd surfed for the first time a few months ago to some 41 and they were my first ever favorite band so like i knew at that moment like i had to crowd surf but stage dive is uh for dgd for sure yeah um uh, obviously, Swanfest, I was really looking yeah, forward Swanfest to that because cool. I missed out last year. Uh, last year, I was hoping to have been out in America, but my visa took frickin' forever. Um, but uh, other tours, I was I was really hoping, I don't know if they announced it, but I was hoping for Enter Shikari to come to America. Um, How do you feel about their new my- album? I am really loving the experimental uh, oh, that man. they put into it. Ooh, that is different. I love it. I'm obsessed. They they are just they're like they are fearless like they should be on fearless records they should like for being so fearless like they they and somehow they always manage to like retain um their sound like you can hear it and be like yeah that's enter shikari even though it sounds like completely different to anything they've done Mm -hmm. um and i really respect that and like and with dgd like i think the the single 
piece of like ingredient to their success is the fact that they can do quality and quantity. Like the mm. fact that they're constantly like pumping out these albums that are great. They're really good. Like they, they don't, they've never had a dud album. Um, I think that alone is why they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just um, everything in itself, the, the sound, the production, the content, yeah. It's a creative yeah. PR campaign. It's very well done. It's, it was. It was definitely took a lot of time, and um, just thought into the whole process. I mean, Guardians is literally like ABR. The as soon as I heard it, I mean, I put it on repeat to kind of dissect everything. That's what I usually do with new albums. That is the fucking heaviest album I've ever heard from them. Holy shit! Yeah, man. Like it yeah. is in your face, brutal. I'm like, this is fucking. I should be weightlift i should be doing deadlifts of 300 pounds right now <laughs> like that's how i feel but i obviously can't do that i know we're fucking near but it's just one of those things um yeah i was looking forward to mcr i don't know if they're doing their their um they're doing their uh, national tour in september starting and i don't know if that's gonna be postponed um i mean that's that whole tour sold out within like weeks not yeah. even it was weeks fucking oh, crazy it was... no it was probably days hours like it was yeah. nuts i'm just saying that just because i don't remember the last time i looked at it but i was just i think i sat somebody found a link and I, they posted on facebook they said home dell's gonna have a second date and i was like click that link i was like i'm not waiting for the first date I, I'm, I'm, I'm only gonna be able to get the second date for sure Absolutely. So that yes, yeah, so that worked so out. So you got a ticket? I got, I got like the most nosebleed seat ticket I could, I could, I could oh, get my man. hands on because they were all as soon as I logged in, all the good seats were gone. I was fucking pissed. I was like, I don't care, I'm going. Regardless, Is the whole thing it doesn't matter. Uh, it looks like they're playing in amphitheaters mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I saw That'd them, a cool experience. Yeah, when I saw them, they played at an amphitheater um, where they had the lawns in the back mm-hmm. usually so that was one of their that was one of their um that was the first show i've seen by them that was cool it was the used uh not fun trio and shit um Did you, wait you saw you saw them back in the day when i was like 13 it was my first show it was mcr Whoa. when three cheers came out fucking the used when uh like that album, uh, I, forget, I can't remember the album's name but like um and the alkaline trio it was just a fucking huge show like sold out i definitely got a contact high for sure, being 13 <laughs> years old, I was starving on the way home. My mom wanted to fucking kick my ass, like, you're not getting food, it's like 12 o'clock at night, I was like, come on, fuck. <laughs> and my girlfriend at the time was like, dude, you are you need to calm down. I don't know, I was all amped <laughs> up from that show. Um, did you ever get a chance to do Warp Tour? Like, I know they, I think they came out to the UK a couple of times and usually go to Canada, but did you ever catch one of those festivals? Um, I had my first ever walk tour, uh, two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Fearless. Oh, when, when was the last walk tour? 2018 was the last, uh, cross country tour. 2019 was the festival. Yeah. I 2019 was the festival. Uh, you did the last cross country. Yeah. I remember Fearless, uh, were very kind to fly me out. That's pretty um, cool. For that kind of week. And uh, it was, I've always wanted to go, but like, obviously it wasn't in my country, so I never had the opportunity. And uh, it was, it was kind of exactly how I imagined it. Mm-hmm. A lot of young people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of young people. Yeah, it's that, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. No, no, it, it hasn't, which is kind of, it's kind of nice to know that it like, the, the emo legacy is being handed down. It's not something that's just going to apply to us. It's like, it, you know, there's still are, it's still going. 
um, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of comforting. I don't know why. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I really liked uh, Warped Tour a lot. It was just, it was weird being at a festival in the sun. I'm not used to that. Oh, it's hot. I'm used to being at festivals in rain, in mud with, uh, we call them Wellington boots. I think you guys just call them rubber boots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of that phrase before, ever. Wellington boots. Wellington boots. Yeah, um, that's pretty creative. I like that. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, it was a cool experience. When was the last one you went to? Uh, 2018. I didn't go to the festival at all. Um, I just went to the local one. Um, no, I don't know. I think it was just mostly like, I, I don't want to get too, too, um, too personal, but when Poeta was basically on a hiatus, that kind of, whew, that put a hole in my heart. Um, which is nobody's fault. Honestly, it, 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 everything happens for a reason. Uh, and when I, I did like a, I tweeted out our music video to Warped Tour. I was like, flashback to when, you know, 2017 Warped Tour, because basically it was the final goodbye and Warped Tour retweeted it. And I was like, you know, like they supported us as an underground band like that too, which blew my mind. It was super fucking cool. Like I talked to Kevin on my first episode. Um, he was, it was good to talk to him again. I mean, I'm sure the next time we play Knockout, he'll kick my ass like he did on Warped Tour. But um, no, I didn't go to the festival and I heard it was a good time. But I also heard like there was a rain delay and such, but um, it looked, it oh, looked crazy. Yeah, it looked crazy. They might come back. I don't know. There's like an open-ended question I asked Kevin. I said, if you're working on uh, a festival. I, conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, I have no inside information. I like This is just my opinion, but I, I think they're totally coming back. I do, I do too. I, that's just a personal. That's like deep down, I think that it just needed a break, a timeout. You know, I just needed a timeout yeah. because yeah, it, yeah, yeah. he said it wasn't about the money. He said it was about um, the kids. Uh, the community wasn't really supporting each other. It was more like a competition, and he couldn't stand it, which I don't fucking blame him. He did not create the tour for that reason, so he's basically putting the tour in a timeout until everybody can just grow up, I guess. I don't know. So we'll, we'll have to see it, what he it does. It makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But I, I think give it, give it a few more years, uh, whenever the next anniversary will be. Maybe maybe thirty, right? Did they just have their twenty fifth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I, the, all right. In five years' time, we'll look back at this video and be like, "Yeah, the thirtieth." We called it. Tour Fucking George and John called it, dude. They we they called it, and then we'll just be we'll be on the tour doing something. I know we will be. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be headlining just. I don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Live what art, do dude. Guess? You never know. That's fucking gonna, cool. Uh, the, yeah. the the way <laughs> I can do like the little, the little like. One, two, See, two figures blows, together. That blows my mind. I, oh, uh, it's not quite as strong as yours. Hey, that's pretty good. And I, I don't know why, but <laughs> it just <laughs> freaks people out when I do that. And they're like, they know how to do it, but I'll just go it's up freaky. to them like, yeah, next like, to people. Freak them out. It's like a magician thing. Are you are you working on anything? Um, I know like fear, you're, you're very busy with Fearless and stuff, but I'm really curious as to um, do you have any other like – projects you really want to work on in the near future or something that like you want to get into and take that next step into your into your art yeah there's um, always something more i do i do so um so i'm not working on a video for dance come and dance this album cycle okay and that's that's purely because like a uh i don't have time i don't have the time like to uh do it the way i want to do it oh for sure and um be legally i can't I'm, I'm here on a work visa. Mm-hmm. Your government only want me working for my, um, my, the, the people that, you know, uh, 
that you work for, for me and yeah, fearless. it has to be under fearless. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't at the moment, but I, I feel like I, I needed this time in my life to kind of rejuvenate a bit. Like the last uh, dance project completely like burned me out. It like wiped me out. And mm-hmm. I, um, I didn't want to do anything after that, but um, I am, I am getting that energy back. And I like, I do want to invest myself in kind of like, I freaking, I love making music videos because they're just, I love the little, just the little narrative and the emotions that come into it that you don't get with making social media, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's different. Ephemeral social media ads. Um, so, yeah, there, the, it, I'll, I'll definitely do something like it again in the future. I'm really getting into, like, graphic novels. And to anyone who doesn't know, um, the, the bands have hired these two super talented guys to make a graphic novel series out of my characters that I did for the music videos. Hmm. Um, and on, I, I, I haven't had uh, a lot of say in it. I haven't had any say in it. I've just, I know kind of like the direction it's going. And it's so cool to see like these things that I may be given to someone else to like carry on for a little while. And I think, um, I think everyone's going to be super pumped by it. The, the person who's doing the art is fucking amazing. Hmm. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to be humble. I don't consider myself to be a, like a super good illustrator. I just, I have a style. Mm-hmm. And I think um, to anyone who maybe wants to get into illustration but feels like they can't draw, like just find your style that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and uh, and nail that style and um, and it will work. Like, um, but this this guy, like he's uh, he's freaking awesome. So keep keep an eye out for that uh, that graphic novel. But um, I, I'd love to do a graphic novel of my own one day. I'm I'm really getting into that's that pretty kind cool. Of, that medium. Uh, I don't. I don't read a lot of books um, because I just have the worst attention span. But same. Um, I, it's yeah. Uh, I blame like Vine and stuff for that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love doing graphic novels. But aside from that, nothing. Nothing too huge. Okay. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm happy where I am at the moment. Just doing what I'm doing for for a little while. Yeah, that's that's really cool, man. I'm so stoked for you. Um, if you, you are interested in John's art and how he does it, I'm gonna post uh, your web, YouTube uh, uh, page. It's John Howe Media, and um, will will you be posting more on that? Maybe in the near future. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I will. I've mm-hmm. I'm, I've recently bought myself. I treat myself to an iPad because of the quarantine. Because I want to. Yeah, get you back told me that. Doodling. Fuck yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, I've fallen out of love with a little bit with doodling, so I bought myself an iPad to get back into it, and I'm, I'm doing some more sketches and like cartoony things. So I'm sure you'll see that on social media too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and are you gonna? Are you gonna? Did you ever get into writing music? Like, were you ever like musically inclined to write songs I, or anything? I really wanna. I play drums. Um, Fuck yeah, it's the best instrument, obviously. So yeah, drums. Are the, wait, can you see? I have like a little electronic kit. Where is it? Just I still have there. to get one. Yeah, is that the Roland? The um, yeah, yeah, is it the is it the is it the um, nylon pads or is it just rubber? Um, it's the nylon. It's the nylon. Oh, those are the best ones. You get that bounce yeah, back I so couldn't, easily. I couldn't gel with rubber. Yeah, the rubber. So, you have to force it a little bit. <laughs> Fucking love those things. Yeah, man. yeah. That's, but, uh, drums that's awesome. I would, I would love to get into writing music. I just, I just, I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm always looking for new ways to be creative. So I'm actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you after this to get some. Uh, little tips on what i should be buying dude absolutely you gotta like just just uh if you have any questions you're just more than welcome to call me or text me um Thank you, man. you know i always always have you out yeah because i have two students um one's nine one's 11 
And, you know, they're two completely different kind of kids. Like, one's into pop, one's into, like, you know, ACDC kind of stuff, uh, rock and roll. Um, so it's it, it's fun. It's just it, – it's interesting when, the, when someone's interested in learning an instrument or anything else in general uh, that you're being taught through a mentor or through an educator um, mm. because you see their progression over time. And it's just – when they, especially when they thoroughly enjoy it, it's yeah. pretty rewarding. Oh, yeah. You should start hosting so classes, right. man. Now that I think about it, you should start hosting classes, like uh, seminars of some sort. You know what I mean? I, or I'd love to, but it's just I I get really weird when someone's watching me work over my shoulder. It's like I don't hmm. know. It's a, it's a weird thing, but I sh- I should I should consider it, or just like make little like tip videos, or I, I have yeah. seen people ask for it before. I don't and, know because um, there's just so much that you know um, that I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in. I mean, I'm interested in it, but I just don't have the technology to do it. But it's just I don't know. I just I just it's popped in my head. Like whether it's live or not, I think people would take a serious consideration into checking out your um, your tips or yeah. your teachings. I've I've always wanted to either do a live stream or a little video where I go into um, one of the dance projects and kind of to like move the camera around so people can see like the little uh, cartoon sets I've made from a different angle and see how things work. Oh, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, it's it's kind of I think that would be a, that'd be a an interesting thing for people to see. Uh, I'm sure I'll get around to it one day. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? Who knows? Who we're knows? Gonna, I've, got, I've got plenty of time now to do it. We're definitely going to collab on that. I'm going to like just I might I might just keep poking you with him. Like, hey, you're going to set up those classes. I know there's a couple of people that I am really good friends with. I, I texted them today. I said, hey, you should really, you know, tune in this guy. And like they love DGD. I was like, and, and or they're an artist at the same time. I'm like, dude, you should really check this guy out. And yeah. they're like, no shit. And like they just, you know, you learn something new every day. Um, and with um, Mattis, you know, I knew of him being their album artwork um, creator for the longest time, but I didn't know if he did like Mothership or if he did Afterburner, which he did, correct? Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah see, yeah, I yeah. would never know. That's a totally completely different style. So I just never would have known. Um, I don't really see those credits. I see your credits a lot too, which is so fucking cool. They're always crediting you and shit. Um, it, yeah, it's sweet. The, the fan base, the, the band's fan base is like probably the most loyal I know and they're, um, they're on top of that shit mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. They, oh, uh, so I, wait. I just had a special guest enter the room. I'm just gonna grab it. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. This this is the dog from the Strawberries Wake music video. This is the <gasps> dog that Will Swan has on a on the airplane. On the airplane. She's What's pu- up, buddy? Yeah. She's called El the Girl. El the Girl. L. How do you pronounce like, that? Uh, my name is El. My name is Elle. She's the freaking sweetest. Oh, my God. She looks, I mean, obviously, she looks just like the one in the music video. Dude, he was balling in that get-up, no, man. No, it, it, it is her. This is oh, it is her? her? <laughs> What's so, up, baby girl? So I, live, I live with Sam Haleen. He's the um, guy who does dances, like, most of dances, like, live-action videos. Mm-hmm. And he, he's the director of that video. Um, so we brought Elle with us on that day. And we just thought, hey, we kind of want to get her in this video. And Will was down to have her on his lap. And it kind of it fit the, you know, Will plays this kind of uh, this, this cool laid back guy. guy. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to have that kind of like white pussy cat kind of looking thing on his lap. It, was, uh, <laughs> it worked perfectly. It's a um, it's a it's a different dimension of Dr. Evil with with his cat, like the ball cat. Like he's just yeah. like Dr. Evil sense. Dude, that video is so so when I first watched the video, my first reaction was um 
when they everything was so calm, everything was so cool, and then all of a sudden you just see, hey, like right in the airplane <laughs> window. I died laughing. I was like, that's his fucking personality, man. That's what he does. Like he's just like that goofy, hopeless. <laughs> I don't know, man. That video was very well put together. Overall. I'm, so, I'm so proud of the way like sam did that that was the first time i, I got to see sam like work in that environment because mm-hmm. um, whenever he's done other videos i've been back home in england mm-hmm. um but he freaking killed it john mess is such a trooper like he will he'll be up for whatever idea sam has um you know he he's down to play uh the quirky character which i think that that takes you know that takes effort like i i was Mm -hmm. on set on the day and you have all these extras kind of sitting there in their plane seats in the background and john has to be doing this like you know at one point he has like a gas mask and he's like pretending to die and like that is that's kind of um that takes guts to do in front of this crowd full of people watching you yeah you're playing the role performs on stage but this this is a little bit different Mm -hmm. yeah you're Um, basically in an acting career at this point i mean you're playing the role like even before like the video starts shooting or whatever um yeah yeah, and with that with that music video, I don't know. That was just I think one of the most well put together music videos. Um, it was just in it's general. so fucking cool, uh, and the it's song's so fantastic. Um, how many? Fe- so the you featured, the Sam feature, because I you know the the pop featured. So yeah, who else featured? No, was there Sam anybody else? Feature. No, Sam, he didn't. Sam, oh, okay. No, he's a uh, he's not camera shy, but he he didn't feel the the impulse to uh, be in it. But I'm sure he will one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I saw it for the next one. I saw it before uh, you posted on your personal Instagram. I was like, "There's Jack. There he is, right there." It's <laughs> like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like, it's just, it's just so cool to see that. Yeah, I know. Congratulations! I, I can't wait for that album to come out. I already have it pre-ordered um, on my yeah, iTunes um, to before it comes out. Um, so wait, wait, um, where did you go to school again for for art? For production, uh, it it was called Falmouth University. It's all the way. It was in a tiny little um, seaside town mm-hmm. in like the bottom left of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only had like two thousand students. Um, it's a pretty small university, but it was a really really cool time. And you studied there for how many Super, years? Like four ish? Uh, just three years. Just three England, years. England University is only three years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think we're kind of mm-hmm. lucky in that that sense. I'd hate to do another year of university. But... Maybe they don't scam you and actually teach you something on like some of these colleges in um, <laughs> in America. No, I mean it's crazy because like I, I I did online colleges. I'm really close to getting my associates, and uh, it's a great online program. Long story short, they started um, paying classes to. All right, so I had to pay for a class. It was like around fifteen hundred dollars just to get an education of the school history and stuff. I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? And it's like a it's like a religious oh. school. I'm not gonna throw them out there like that, but I was like, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, why is Good. why is this gonna go on my GPA? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just crazy. So some of these some of these uh, schools just love collecting the uh, the money and, and put you in debt. Um, what's it called? Yeah, that's cool, man. Like, I'm gonna have to make my way out to California. I you said you're in LA. I've never been there, so. Um, yeah, dude. If you ever want to come, my if you come stay, just come and crash with us. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, I'd appreciate it. We'll like, we'll drum. We'll go grab some drinks. Grab some food. Yeah. Did you go to In and Out yet? I know that's going to be one of my things as soon as I get to LA. I gotta try In and Out. Fucking. I've been to In and Out so much I'm that so I am over In and Out. <laughs> I know that's a really controversial opinion, but like, <laughs> I could like take or leave In and Out now. <laughs> um, but I, I remember the first time I had it, it, it blew my mind. Yeah, I do their uh, their sauce. I forget what it's called. The uh, it's just that Thousand Island, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, with ketchup and mayo in it. 
or something like that. It's basically. Oh, oh are you talking about? Um, oh shit! What's it called? What on the fries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animal, so, animal style. Animal style. Animal style. Yeah. Sometimes they put on the burger too. Fucking. Uh, that's like basically Wait, Chick Fil A sauce. I think so. Yeah. You can ask it, or maybe people just do it on their own. I don't know. Oh my god. I, yeah. It's, if you want okay, a heart attack. I'm suddenly not over in and out anymore. <laughs> so we've got like a little craving for it. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. I'll definitely. I'll def. Once this pandemic's over, we're definitely hooking up. Um, I got a lot of things to do, and I got a lot of places to travel and see. So, but I, uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. This was a really cool experience to kind of get Thank your you whole background. Me. It was extremely and thoroughly interesting. I mean, Thank you, man. I you really just, appreciate that. I've had a really good time. Well, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to start a petition in the uh, description on YouTube. We're going to get a change, um, change.org petition so you can work with other artists such as myself and DJ Dave. <laughs> this is ridiculous, dude. Like, Send directly to Trump. Yeah. I'll, I mean, it's if it's if Obama sells the site or Trump, it's going on somebody's desk. Somebody's signing it. <laughs> We're going to get that many signatures. I'm going to start the petition right now. But I'll put uh, – you can you can check John's uh, Instagram uh, socials um, at John How, Michael Howe. And uh, on uh, YouTube, John Howe Media. Um, yeah, like again, I said I I, uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking uh, more though throughout uh, the year and such. So, well, uh, good luck with everything, and I'll uh, I'll be I'll be talking to you soon, buddy. Just just before you go, wait, mm-hmm. I just wanna grab her again. <laughs> Say bye, Elle. Bye, Elle. It's a precious little <laughs> baby. She's more Thank famous you. than the band. She's more famous than she. She she's a superstar. <laughs> and yeah, and Joby was just on with Andrew Ray the other day. I told him I was like, dude, he probably has more attention than your records, honestly. Like, he was like, dying. I was like, I know, man. I was like, fuck. Um, all right, brother. I appreciate it. We're gonna. Uh, I'll I'll talk to you soon. So, take care. Thanks everybody for joining. Yeah, yeah. Peace, man.